Hello again, everybody. Let me see here. Actually, trying to get this mic set up here again. Um, so, today we're going to go over some uh, news. Um, the weather is changing. Uh, snowed for the first time here in West Lafayette, Indiana. Which is, uh, I mean, it's just spitting a little bit. It's not, there's no accumulation or anything, but... I walked outside, and sure enough, there was some snow, and that was interesting. And we'll go over a little bit of Rittenhouse, a little bit of Steve Bannon. Um, I'm going to access an article from uh, Zero Hedge and read a little bit of it because it's related to economics. It's been a um, chicken, what would you say, um, what is that, uh, chicken cross the road or is it the chicken or the egg uh, more and more bad economic news and and reality is striking people that uh, are morally bankrupt DC establishment who lets the Fed pull them around by leash who have decided that uh, we don't really matter as per usual. Only this time it's so obvious that even a monkey, even a primate such as myself could figure out that uh, that that's going on. So, anyway, I, I'm going to try to try to figure out this mic thing. I'm, red, I'm redlining all the time, so maybe there's a distance I need to keep from it. I hope I don't over speak, but I guess I speak in a normal voice, like I'm a calm, rational person, even though the markets are irrational. And hopefully, uh, we can entertain going forward. Uh, next up, though, we're going to talk, or we're going to listen to Stephen Bannon, who had something uh, encouraging to say today. And uh, I'm to get to the right tab here. It's, uh, this is posted by the Gateway Pundit. And it was only a little, a little bit, but I like hearing from Bannon because he's, uh, he, he was, uh, he's being, uh, let's just say, uh, politically persecuted because, well, he thinks differently than the, than the Washington establishment. So, let's see if I can load this up here. Hey, I just want to say, every, tell everybody. It uh, live stream on Getter right now. Everybody watching in the war room, we're here today. I don't want anybody to take their eye off the ball of what we do every day. Okay? We got the Hispanics coming on our side, African Americans coming on our side. We're taking down the Biden regime. Every day, the focus you got Raheem Kassan today, you got Dr. Peter Navarro, Captain Bannon. You're going to have Boris uh, Epstein, the whole show, intense. We got the polling out economic data out, everything. I want you guys to stay focused, stay on message. Remember, signal, not noise. This is all noise, that's signal. Thank you very much. Are you optimistic today? Brother Bannon with his eye over the target. Hashtag stand with Bannon on Getter and Twitter. I'm Peter Navarro. So there you go. There's the, the man himself, Stephen K. Bannon. I know many people. Well, there are there are cohorts out there that don't like him. That's that's their viewpoint. He's standing for the populace, uh, the people who want a nation. And around the world, we had that issue. 
news is coming out of Austria that they're they're segregating people and they're going to say that if you're under a certain age and you haven't gotten vaccinated, you shouldn't leave your house except for groceries. This is this is 1930s bullshit that this is being is exactly being driven by top down uh, authoritarians who have no um, love of country. They're globalist. They well, they're crooks. They're crooks that have stolen our countries. Um, they've hidden behind uh, fancy words and legalese and. They go to Davos, Switzerland, because, well, for one thing, it's a neutral country. That's the reason why they hatch all their schemes on that soil, so they can't be, quote-unquote, caught in the act. Though they've been emboldened now, because now you have a whole group of our cadre that comes out to these environmental conferences and hash out uh, financial concerns and whatnot, and they're putting, uh, putting the crosshairs on all the populations of the world, but specifically like the United States because they want to take away our guns, they want to take away our freedom of speech, they want to take away our rights. This is nothing new. This is just an ongoing attack against us. They keep on trying to uh, turn the screws through vaccines and mandates and economic collapse and inflation and supply chain concerns and ramping up the racism rhetoric through their media media sludge that continue to talk about this kind of stuff. You know, labeling truck drivers racist, labeling people who don't want to share their viewpoint that there's a oppressor class. The oppressor class is the people that are ginning this up. The rich, the intolerable, insufferable human beings that they are, um, that have no moral principle that they won't violate and probably are doing things na- uh, nasty, inhumane things to other people that they capture and take to their, well, I guess you could say laboratories or labyrinths or lairs, depending upon how you look at it. And they uh, do what they do the nasty to them. They do whatever is necessary to get their get their jollies out of this. This these are the type of people that exist. Oh, they oh, there's there's people that are deluded enough to believe that these people aren't bad people, um, but if you see their actions, they're concerned. They're less. They hide behind a concern for humanity, climate change, and whatnot. Uh, but it's all bullshit. We all know it's bullshit. You know they 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 rarely or nearly ever. Uh, <laughs> done anything that shows that they care about the environment themselves. They just hustle people on these these topics and they talk a good game. They know how to use fancy terminology. They know how to uh, use, you know, odd, odd little facts, factoids to sell to their sheep who don't want to uh, do any real investigation. They tell them all these happy good stuff. They say if we just if we just became solar dependent or if we just learned how to drive all these uh, these uh, uh, non-combustible engine cars and transports and stuff, oh, there's there's some there's some minor benefit. But electric cars or electric uh, uh, trolley cars have been around for a hundred years. I mean, San Francisco was one of the places where they used to have stuff like that. But that's getting off the point. The point is, is all these things 
have existed for a long time, but they can't. There's no. Uh, there's no uh, future reality that doesn't into an industrial uh, industrial uh, society that's going to be based solely on some electrical uh, engine uh, related or basing uh, or doing uh, things using you know drones and little robots walking around and all this other kind of stuff, which is about surveillance. It has nothing to do with making our society better. They're just using it because they want to. They want to scare people. These people are frightened of the fact that they're, they are outnumbered. They buy off. They buy buy off the, the military. Uh, they've they've convinced themselves that they are superior to all human beings, and that they deserve to rule us like they're they're little dictators. They're little kings. They get their little little slice of heaven. They're like feudal lords that operate to, uh, they're responding to some higher uh, higher cult that they're a part of. Half of them don't even know who the hell they really are, are responding to. But like your, your prime ministers and your health ministers and your finance ministers are all being beholden to some kind of, I don't know, the World Economic Forum is as good as anything. But the funny thing is, is the Chinese seem to be on their own page of global domination. And so we have these conflicting forces that are out there. The Chinese don't give a shit about the environment. They haven't shown any. They have no compunction about what they're trying to do. They're trying to secure precious metals and resources. And of course, they've already they've already gotten a little bit of extra uh, from the Biden administration who gave them over Afghanistan. Which is funny that we were guarding Afghanistan for 20 years, and it turns out they had a multi-trillion dollar um, precious metal mine underneath that whole country. It seems entertaining that uh, that you uh, take over and or run or operate a country and then don't have the, the gumption to actually mine the stuff. And of course, evidently, uh, the Chinese own some kind of uh, right mineral rights to some part of it. So we were guarding China's operation, and then as soon as uh, it became, a, um, as soon as Biden gets in there, he turns it over to the Chinese because, of course, Biden's Biden's entire family is oper- operates operates based upon who pays them the highest amount of money in order to keep them uh, keep them in high heaven. Um, nothing like having a president who's so. So bought and paid for that if it was seventeen ninety something they'd already have him in, uh, have him lined up for the guillotine because that's what kind of person he is. He's a traitor to everything that ever was the American reality. He's been a traitor for fifty years, and there will be no love lost when he he meets his maker. Believe me, he is nothing but a scumbag who happens to happened happened to have the Democrats back him because they were like, well, we can control this comeback because he's a demented old fool. And he has nothing better to do. So off my rant, I had a rant because that's where I am this morning, this afternoon. Though I'm actually in a good mood. So uh, let's see here. Let's see if we can uh, move on to something, I guess, a little bit more uh, <laughs> maybe entertaining in itself. So of course, the Kyle Rittenhouse case is being wrapped up this afternoon. Uh, so there was a this guy named Binger who's a prosecutor. Just uh, he's uh, 
I'm gonna I'll play a little bit from it. Somebody posted a, this is on Citizen Free Press. I put a link link in the uh, Sprecher thing. So I don't think it's more. It won't be more than two minutes, but we'll go from there. Situation is the crowd have perfect knowledge when they're told that person running up the street just shot someone. They don't have time in the moment to go back and take a look at the body and replay the video and make a decision before going after the person with the gun. You know, we've had several police officers testify that in an active shooter situation, their first instinct, their first training is to go in and stop the threat. They don't sit there and wonder, well, maybe it was self-defense. I don't know. I'm going to, you know, let, wait and see. And every day we read about heroes that stop active shooters. That's what was going on here. And that crowd was right. And that crowd was full of heroes. That crowd did something that, honestly, I'm not sure I would have had the courage to do. If I see a guy running up the street with an AR-15 and I hear he just shot somebody... He's something else. Binger is. He, he just, he lives in a deluded little world. That was only 57 seconds, thank God. He, he, uh, he, he the way he positions everything is just based upon lies and deceit. I called him a nonsensical, uh, nonsensical lying turdball. And I think that's being genu that's being generous with his, uh, his overall demeanor as a prosecutor. I won't be going to Wisconsin anytime soon. Certainly not anywhere near that that jurisdiction with that asshole representing uh, the state, and that's what it is. This is the power of the state trying to trying to make uh, not make uh, make a case of clear self defense into some massive overreach of rights. The guy the guy actually was trying to protect the business was there. Yeah, he had a gun. Yes, that's called defending yourself. He was attacked purposely by multiple, multiple assailants, and he took care of business. End of discussion. I'm sorry if the cops don't, if the cop, any cop who was in that particular um, situation would do the same thing. I mean, I would. I'd be glad. and it doesn't really matter if it was a cop. It doesn't matter if it's. Uh, it doesn't matter who who the person that would be uh, Rittenhouse if he's attacked. Because I've heard many people make the false argument that um that oh if it was a black man you wouldn't feel this way. Uh, no, the black man's being attacked in the same manner and he happened to have a gun. Let him go to town. I don't. I think uh, self defense and. And also being being there as a protector of the business and operation, and all the stupid that was going on there that night. If you're a fascist, which is what these these quote unquote antifa people are, these BLM, they're the fascists, they're the communists. Labels don't matter. It's what their actions show you they're doing. If they're destroying businesses, if they're intimidating people, if they're marching in the street. Ranting and railing about something that happened in, in the Floyd case, or they're ranting and railing that anybody who happens to have a certain skin color happens to be racist or misogynistic or xenophobic. They're full of shit, and they need to be they they need to be confronted about their ideology. This concept that they they get to march around carte blanche and just intimidate people with their 
with their rhetoric and their ideology and, and they foist it upon the rest of us and expect us to shovel it down. And the funny thing is, is these people are backed and supported by billionaires around the world. Um, we know we obviously always hear about Soros. Soros has put prosecutors in around the country uh, that gladly let these let these asshats off on anything and everything. They spent months in Portland every night, and I saw it on Twitter. That's when I had uh, under a different account, but uh, I'd watch it every night. I'd watch them try to break into the uh, federal building in Portland. Portland showed showed no compunction to, to actually arrest these people and keep them behind bars. They let them out. I did an analysis. There were a substantial number of white kids, white, spoiled, dumbass kids that they kept on letting out anywhere from ages 20, you know, 20 to 35. And there were also some uh, a black assailants upon that. And it really doesn't matter what they're black or white, male or female. All that matters is they were they were out, up there doing nothing but uh, no, nothing good, nothing useful. They're just getting paid to do this. In many cases, they're being recruited, paid something like, you know, 50 bucks a day to go out and be total assholes. And they enjoy doing it because they've been psychologically uh, distorted in their mindset for the last you know, 20, 30 years, depending upon how old they are. Um, just reprehensible human beings. They don't know any better because they act like they're dumb dogs that like to piss all over this country just because they think that they're in, in the right. It's not that this country, not that the people in this country are bad overall. It's these particular elements that are being driven by evil people at the very top who use, use the, any mechanism necessary to get them all ginned up over race or climate or some other stupid concept or ideology that they've uh, foisted upon them. And they believe this stuff. You know, most people just want to go about their day, go work, come home, watch a little entertainment or TV, read a book, and go to bed. That's their typical day. Is that boring? Well, yeah, sure. You know, <laughs> life is boring in many proportions. Uh, but these, these kids love to seek excitement through some of the more more stupid stupid things so of course so evidently at three o'clock this afternoon uh christina laley uh at the gateway pundit uh so five teens injured in a shooting near aurora colorado oh boy yeah i wonder what that's i don't even want to go down that rabbit hole uh there's enough of that uh going on and of course, the more and more you talk about this stuff, the more and more stuff is going to get a quote unquote ginned up. When I say ginned up, this idea about racism and, and all these other things are just being, uh, uh, they, the, the, the billionaires enjoy making problems that they can talk about what we need to do. And they're using it. And anytime they see violence, they're like, yes, that's a way for us to clamp down and let's strip these people of their rights. Let's strip them of their gun rights. Now, the people who need to be stripped of their rights are the billionaires, their right to corrupt and, and steal from the rest of us without any compunction. So let's go to the go to Zero Hedge. <laughs> they got a couple interesting number, uh, uh, a couple interesting uh, articles. Uh, as always, they focus mainly on the financial uh, destruction that's going on. 
So there's a title here, U.S. Economy is Irreversibly Broken and Staggeringly Corrupt uh, by, quote, the Raven. And it's a second part of what they uh, talk about. So Doomberg talks about the potential for $300 oil and uranium doubling or tripling. Um, Go ahead and uh, I might link it later on in the description. He publishes skeptical analysis through hard money Austrian land that its objective is to be funny without being silly, to teach without being self-indulgent, and to provoke without being polarizing. They publish 10 to 12 pieces a month, which you can read for free. And they're up on a substack under Doomberg, B-E-R-G. So, the question... Doomberg of the four indices, the Dow, the S&P, the NASDAQ, and the Russell, which which would you go long and which would you go short if you had to pick two and why? And then they go, not to duck the question, but we rarely invest in the stock market or the indices. Uh, facts. Stay away, from, stay away from the casino. So they say, quote, aside from a few commodity bets, our strategy is to earn income in fiat. Save by save by buying real assets and invest privately where we can directly impact the outcome. We aren't capable of gambling on security, assuming a greater fool will eventually buy it from us at a higher price, even if that is the most likely outcome. Fair enough. What, uh, this is a zero edge. Fair enough. What is your take on what will eventually catalyze rate hikes if you think it will ever happen? Quote, David Dreg was a recent guest on the Grant Williams podcast, and he said he had a great insight. When pondering why the U.S. pulled out of Afghanistan, he settled on something like, they woke up one day and decided to. For decades, the U.S. maintained a quasi-stable situation there until one day it was all over. I decided it was time to end the charade, and it happened. It is the same situation with the Fed. Our economic leaders have decided to socialize private losses, inject liquidity into the system at unprecedented rates, run huge fiscal and trade deficits, and monetize the debt. They call it different things, but that is essentially what they are doing. Today, everyone believes in the power of the Fed to maintain control. Every every dip is being bought. If inflationary pressures continue to grow and real rates continue to plunge, the Fed might wake up one day and decide they can no longer keep doing this. We should note that we are firmly in the inflation camp. Our contacts in the industry have been waving the red flag on infl- inflation for many months. The first piece we ever published back in May was on the coming supply chain crisis. That supply chain crisis has now arrived. We know many brilliant people who think inflation is transitory if, and if it runs hot enough, it will trigger a deflationary collapse. Maybe. We note that a few of the people making this case ever making this case ever work a day in heavy industry. What is going on in the real economy is unprecedented. And then, so they continue on with the interview. One potential catalyst we have been highlighting is if I can pull this up. Okay, they they do have it for paid subscribers, but the point is, is uh, yeah, there's a there's a lot of a lot of stupid that's going to continue to roll through the economy like they said you have people talking about the stuff that have never worked today in heavy industry uh the fact that you can't get uh, parts can't get uh, access to parts that you have to wait months uh to get chips uh microchips 
certain certain uh, castings, probably metals, certain things that are made that you take. I mean, for example, I worked in a place where they had to have there were there were jobs specific, uh, specifically in the skier manufacturing plant that could take anywhere from six to nine months to go through the system because they got processed through multiple departments. So we go to a department, you get a, a certain process done. It might take a couple hours to process a, a handful of parts. So these were specialty. I mean, we're talking about something that has to be done exactly, in, uh, literally without waste because you can't start all over. So it has to be done precisely. Um, these things go into, you know, they go into all kinds of uh, military vehicles. They go into particular um gearing uh, processes that have to be they can't be they can't you can't mess them up you just can't and of course when you have to log an order six months in advance in order to get it done and then you don't have the parts ready well then you know everything is just just jacked up i can't imagine how how bad it is out there for some of these uh, facilities uh, because you can't plan when you have so much uncertainty. And that's what's being caused by these billionaire fuckwits at the very top. You know, they caused all this, all this, all COVID was, was a cover, a cover scheme for them to, to inject in their particular uh, policy of prescriptions um, under the next cover of climate. But the reality is, is they're using, they've injected so much money in, and it been, it's being uh, funneled through the biggest uh, investment capital co- uh, companies in the world, like BlackRock and State Street and and Vanguard and all these other assholes at the top. Uh, Warren Buffett's Berkshire uh, Hathaway, J.P. Morgan Chase, Bank of America, et cetera, et cetera, and the Chinese too. The Chinese are somehow getting involved in this, but I don't, I don't think there's as much of a direct relationship. Um, but all the all the uh, Federal Reserve and and all these major uh, entities have done is injecting trillions of dollars, trillions of dollars, creating huge bubbles. But the thing is, is that, you know when when dumbasses think that because the price of their houses got went up by one hundred fifty thousand. In other words, say for example, the value pre COVID of their house was like a half million dollars. Say they had a half million dollars of uh, in a stable market, and now the thing is worth three quarters of a million dollars. So they think, "Oh, I gained." You know, no, you didn't gain anything. That's just an, uh, that's inflationary pressure, and everybody. But the thing is, is there are going to be people that are going to hang on to that, and then when this collapses, and they can't, and if they are continuing to pay their mortgage, and their of course their salary hasn't gone up, um, and if they have some other problem, say they lose their job. Then somebody like BlackRock will come around and snatch it up. Sure, they'll pay them. Say they manage to pay them a certain amount of money, or they just wait until they go into foreclosure. This is a this is a leverage buyout of the entire asset foundation of, of the middle class. There, anybody who has anything of, of worth and value, they're trying to snatch up from them. This is a top down authoritarian takeover of, of, of people's capital and their ability to. Uh, uh, well, their assets and they're taking over people's assets and by causing chaos and causing disruption and causing uncertainty uh yeah the businesses say a lot of these businesses for example the the top end of the fortune 500 are are being um uh, uh being fed money 
to talk a certain way, act a certain way, be a certain way, because uh, the CEOs are being paid off to do certain, uh, do the bidding of these these evil people. Of course, if they don't do the bidding of these evil people, uh, there'll be consequences. They'll they'll come out with some smear campaign. It's all you know. This is like a black. This is like a blackmail scale. A blackmail scheme on an epic level at the top two of certain companies. But a lot of them are on board with this. One of the things that gets overlooked is, I guess, in late 2019, there was an epic, uh, epic amount of CEOs who suddenly left their jobs. So the next CEO was probably a, a well-groomed minion of these these World Economic Forum UN uh, socialist uh, uh, leaders, supposedly. And then they started ginning up all this social justice and BLM bullshit to cover for the real objective, which is to take over the entire world with their stupid economy, stupid economics, like MMT, for example, which is all bullshit, by the way. You know, it's whoever makes the, the here's the key to economics, and this is the only thing you really need to know about economics. Whoever's making actual tangible products who understands how that is. I mean, whether you run the world or not, whether you have money or not, or paper money, paper money doesn't mean shit. It's hard assets. It's things that are actually, uh, innovation that actually leads to something useful for millions and billions of people. So if you make those things, for example, irrespective of what you think of China, China can instantly nationalize all these major in- industries and hold the, hold hostage or assets. And what are they going to do about it? The answer is nothing. They're not going to, they can go to the World Trade Organization or they can go to the UN. And Chinese will just tell them to screw off and say, eh, we have all your assets, we have all your intellectual property. Uh, we'll, de- we'll determine what your company does or doesn't do in our, uh, in our, in our stead. Um, so all these people who, who uh, sold, uh, sold out their own countries and moved their business operations anywhere near China. And that's another thing, too, anywhere near China. So, for example, Vietnam or South Korea or even Taiwan and stuff like that. Those, all of those countries are in the crosshairs. you got Afghanistan working with Pakistan. China's plant and even Russia, for example. China's trying to play for a super, they're trying to create a superpower coalition of countries. And they, they're buffer, I would call them buffer countries. Um, by example, they'll they'll keep, keep that. If they create a super alliance, basically a counterweight to, for example, the NATO uh, NATO and alliances, and uh, even some aspects of the UN. But the the China's currently sitting on the UN's uh, Human Rights Council, which is a, a, a funny as fuck. But you know that's what happens when you let let uh, communists take over an entire organization. It's going to be quite interesting because. Uh, uh, you got the you got all the all these power players now because the United States has grown weak and is run by a bunch of feckless thugs who are even aligned with China who have been bought off by China. These people don't understand that the people they're playing with are are homicidal maniacs. They'll do whatever it takes to get what they want. I mean, they're going to do it. They're they're going to do it subtly for a long time. But if they don't get what they want, they'll go to the next level. I mean. You're dealing with people that don't, <laughs> they don't care how they get their, get their goals accomplished. Uh, they're going to get it accomplished. As much as I dis- despise the rest of the 
the sociopaths. I think uh, uh, China is the the one that's going to going to pull pull around these idiots, these dumb World Economic Forum uh, slobbering fools who think that they can control the world through their financial mechanisms are going to run into a very hard harsh reality when, uh, for example, China decides that nah, we're not going to play your game anymore. I think they think they got something over on China, but I don't think they're. I don't think they're playing playing with enough of a a, a good hand to think that they're going to ever be able to uh, corral or or uh, stop them from their own objectives. And the funny thing is, is they're all e- all evil at the end of the day. They all want less population and more social control, and they don't care how they get it. The thing is, is I think uh, there'll, there'll be some loggerheads there between the two groups, just because that's the way it is. So meanwhile, the rest of us are just sitting down here on the ground, just taking taking it from taking it from behind from these idiots. So another one, Daniel Kale from uh, Zerhedge. High oil prices are symptoms of economic and monetary imbalances, not just the consequences of OPEC's decisions. So anyway, there's a lot of people thinking that there's somehow going to be some. They you know they're focusing on what they can with the oil prices and whatnot, but. As far as I'm concerned, oil prices are are going to be uh, driven by oh, there'll be certain policy issues. I guess Chuck Schumer is talking about open up the uh, open up reserves or whatever. But <laughs> on the United States side, asking uh, Biden mainly because probably he's being he's being uh, deluged with emails saying why is my gas prices doubled in the last last fucking year, uh, Chuck Schumer. I thought you Democrats were supposed to, quote, make things better. Instead, all you've done is make things worse. It's the reason why their polling numbers are going to the shit. But, you know, as sad as it is to say, even though the Democrats are, no, the Democrats in the United States are just purely communistic, the Republicans are nothing but traitors. They won't open their fucking mouth and tell people what it like it is. The only people that are running their mouth or telling them anything are the people like us that are, independent journalists and whatever to try to not, I'm not even putting myself in the category as a pure journalist but nevertheless so anyway I'm going to read this one little paragraph and I'm going to get off here because uh, uh, I got uh, other things that have to get accomplished so OPEC is benefiting from high oil prices but, but not as much as one would think the OPEC reference basket ORB has $68.33 barrel, uh, $68 a barrel today, a large 68.4% increase over the same period last year, but still massive, massively below the elevated level levels prior to the 2008 financial crisis. Furthermore, OPEC and non-OPEC supply have risen in tandem with demand. Global liquid production in October increased by 1.4 million barrels per day to an average of 97.56 barrels per day compared with the previous month. The U.S. liquid pr- uh, production growth forecast for 2021 has been uh, revised up by, uh, let's see here, by 19,000 uh, barrels per day and expected to be 17.57 million barrels to, per day in 2021. But I don't believe that is even true because I, I did last time I checked it showed that our barrels per day production was down to 10 million and it was 13 million in uh, 2020 and gas prices were low and things were going pretty well 
But luckily for me, I'm not exactly tied to a vehicle, so as far as as far as I'm concerned, gas isn't irrelevant. Um, but that doesn't mean that isn't because I don't think it's important. I think it is. It just individually doesn't impact me at this point, but that but it will when it comes to electricity and other other um, price increases that will happen down the road. Everything gets everything eventually uh, does impact all of us, but uh, it won't be so much of a direct impact at the uh, at the at the pump. So I'm just going through these. There's lots of uh, articles that would explain where we're at at this point in terms of e- economics, and I think that's really that that needs to be at the front of the burner uh, because of all the things that are going on with uh, these uh, climate conferences and whatever they're talking about. Uh, Bank of America uh, said something about 150 trillion over 30 years being injected into the economics of the world to somehow address climate change. These people, of course, when you take away, if you take 10, 10, 20, 30% of that, that's a lot of, that's a lot of money that's going to go directly into their pocket. It has nothing to do with the climate change. They will never accomplish anything with this, this cockamamie scheme. They're not going to, they're not going to change a fourth industrial, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, industrial revolution to anything more than that. It's just going to make everybody uh, broke. Um, they're going to turn us all into their little slaves and puppets. They're going to have all these surveillance tools that they're trying to install between cameras and robots, little little dog robots, and whatever generation of that they can. And of course, they're going to kick that. We try to uh, quote unquote run plants and operations with robots to do to do jobs that they think people are incapable of doing because they say, they'll say, well, it's just cheaper than, than uh, employing employees to do it. The only problem is you got to have an employee base that's a- able to be uh, intelligent enough to uh, uh, ma- maintenance these robots. Because believe it or not, they're not going to be indestructible. And of course there's, uh, other aspects that may they uh, the way they the way these people think is that they're hoping that they can design robots that are intelligent enough to fix other robots. So what happens with that? They're going to try to get rid of people, and they want to get rid of as many of us as possible because we're just useless eaters in their mindset. That's that's a down that's a downer to think about. So I, <laughs> maybe I should make it more positive, but. Um, Let's hope that uh, um, that enough people start to see through the bullshit that these people pump out. But that that requires a lot of uh, intellectual capacity to, to to understand that these people are never going to be your friends. Just be, and and they use uh, Hollywood and they use movies and they use the fake news to to sell their little uh, future futuristic bullshit to us. And they tell us that we're the we're we're crazy for thinking that they would ever use technology in a malevolent manner towards humanity. Oh, please! The Nazis did it. Uh, anybody who's been involved with the CIA has probably been doing it. You know, whether it be um, they all their operations about mind control started in the fifties. Uh, the Chinese are doing it right now. They're doing experimentations on people. 
whether it is using their bodies to, to enhance the, the lives of uh, the those that they consider better served by their policies. It's all it's all a very very evil situation that we find ourselves in. The eugenics um, concept didn't, didn't go away; it just readapted into the, a technology, uh, a techno feudalism or neo feudalism, uh, whereby they want to introduce an AI and um, take over the take over the world, take over the future, and leave the rest of humanity behind. That's what's going on at the top. And uh, it's up to us to call their bluff and make sure they don't succeed. So there's my broadcast for this afternoon. God bless the United States of America. And God save the world. <laughs>